1: They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: Hi everyone and welcome back to every step along the way and welcome to an extra feature we created this season called Extra Time. Extra Time is exactly that. It's an extra episode talking specifically about hot off the press topics such as new signings or major club changes that simply can't wait until the next episode of your weekly podcast. But this isn't just another regular episode, extra time comes with a twist. We hear specifically from you the listener and get your thoughts on those key topics, which adds even more spice and debate to discussions. And on a very busy Extra Time pod we have here for you. So uh, We've obviously made a ruck of signings uh, within the last 24 hours or so, three to be exact. We have obviously got Travis who's come in from Bournemouth on a season-long loan. Uh, May he has signed today a new striker that's going to join us for, I believe, a three-year deal. And of course, we have taken on Wesley on a 12-month deal from Aston Villa. Uh, we've got a lot of, lot of things to discuss. This was a very, very busy episode. Hopefully you all enjoy it and uh, we can look forward to even more signings on the good evening everybody did not expect to be doing it this uh very last minute but you won't hear me complaining too much tom evening mate how's things
3: evening it's all uh, my mood's picked up in the last couple of hours i can tell you that
2: I was going to say the messages I've seen, uh, mate, from you—you've been absolutely bank- bouncing off the walls. I think. Yeah,
3: I think I've lost all composure today. I've been keeping it together, but today, yeah, I've, I've lost it. I'm on. I'm on that train now.
2: <laughs> mate, I love it. Like, when was the last time we had the positivity like this? I mean, I know we've got to see how things pan out overall. You know, with these people got to settle in, but uh, as positivity goes for pre-season. I don't really remember this from maybe the first season we came down when we thought all those players were going to be good players for us and great signings, obviously it didn't pan out that way but that's probably the last time I actually remember a preseason like this actually.
3: Yeah, to be fair I think that's why I'm trying to keep composed to be fair because that first season we came down <laughs> and we were signing a phobe and Ince and a Etterbeau and you were kind of on paper destined to go straight back up and it went horribly wrong didn't it but yeah, I mean, for how much we spent and the quality we brought in, it's ridiculous. This is by far the best window we've had since we've come down. 100% now nailed on.
2: Without spending 9 million or 10 million on folks, whatever it was, um, and Chrysler as well. Well, we spent 60 million quid, didn't we, when we come down? Um, and what an absolute joke that was, putting 10 million, 10 million on uh, Tom so... Yeah, um, can't be too much worse than that, but uh, just for anyone who's, who's new to this, I see a lot of similar faces. Uh, I won't call you out because there's too many of you, but uh, a lot of similar faces. If you want to get involved and have a quick chat, uh, then please just click request at the bottom, uh, and we'll definitely hear from you. Uh, Dan should hopefully be joining us at some point. Uh, Rory, you've requested already, mate. I'm not surprised. I kind of expect you to be the first one, so um, i tell you what, let, let's kick in with you, uh, Rory. So... What's your thoughts? I, I'm assuming you're a bit like uh, Tom, bouncing off the walls a little bit, mate.
4: Yeah, I think it was like I got the notification. I wasn't with my phone. Luckily, I had my watch on and it came through and I was, I was a bit confused at first and then I clicked. And I think it's just, it's not the fact that we're signing people and that we're getting new plays. It's the fact there's a the positivity around the club again and that we're finally getting somewhere where the fans are, a prop like They feel like they, they've got the connection with the club now and we might have the, the atmosphere back and the positivity in and around the club. It feels it feels a lot better to be a Stoke fan than what it felt, say, the middle of last season, the end of last season, because now, like I say, the positivity is there and it's it's going to be what seems to be a great season and hopefully the season will be bouncing tomorrow
2: well I was, I was going to say we've got a couple of matches coming up and I mean if the fans can't be up for, for these games there's something very very wrong I mean I'll be honest with you Rory I actually wasn't planning on going tomorrow um, more because I mean I'm, I'm recording this now and I said to you privately that I've had a, probably less than two hours sleep in the last couple of days so uh, thanks a lot Stoke appreciate it but yeah uh, yeah i I think i'm tempted just to go along now um especially because the actual passes that stoke wanted to charge a nine quid for a friendly i think that's a bit cheeky uh but either way it's worth going to the game uh, especially now um i guess i don't know we've nowhere to start here uh so player wise i thought let's start with the order in which they uh they came in and i'll leave travis to the end actually because believe it's not since we last did one travis is obviously as we know signed on loan so let's start with wesley uh Rory, did you know much about Wesley before seeing his name pop up on social media? Uh, Probably a couple of days ago I think it all started.
4: Not, to be honest, not really but um, I I kind of, I had a little kind of search about and to be honest he seems quite promising and and I want to want to think positive on from for players but to be fair I'm saying with you I wasn't going to go tomorrow because obviously with the condition of my knee but I've, I had to boot my ticket so I'll be there but yeah I think I think I'm looking forward to seeing them play and hopefully we'll see them play tomorrow but yeah not really seeing much about Wesley
2: you know we can obviously have Wesley as a target man and then play maybe Tyrese or you know obviously Vidigal or Chico I mean the list can go on like the combinations um it's great because we're not going to be one dimensional and that was one thing that you can definitely say about us at times especially over the last two or three seasons at least is that we have been very one dimensional and the one thing we have missed has been that target man so the way that I'm looking at this and I guess I wonder if Alex Neal knows yet uh, what his best team's going to be because I guess with a team like Rotherham, you're expecting them, for example, to be very physical. So is that the type of game, do you think, that that Wesley probably comes in for, as opposed to, say, uh, however you... I, I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's name. Is he Mimi or Mamie? I, I'm going to flip a clue. Um, <laughs> Ryan, um, Ryan r- Go with me. That's a lot easier. Thank you very much. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, so me... What well, what would you do? I mean, that makes sense to me. So the more physical teams, that's where you're going to want a Wesley, surely.
4: Oh, oh, definitely. Um, I think when you're seeing like um, other fans from other clubs tweeting and saying, "Oh, well, we're going to, it's going to be a good game when we come to them or when they come to us," I think that's when you know that you sort of you're on you're on a good track, especially with players like Wesley. I
2: mean, we know we're obviously going to go four three three. I think that's typically the way. I expect it to go Um, do you think either of these signings change the way in which
4: we're going to set up
3: go on Tom you can take it Um, I think for me I think it's more about flexibility you mentioned a few times last season that we haven't we didn't really have a plan B if I think I've said it a few times today if we're playing at home against a team like Rotherham and they're parking the buzz on us we've we only had one game plan and it, it wasn't working if you've got somebody like Wesley who if this game he didn't start he comes on from the bench the dynamics of the team changes because you can play them long balls you can whip more crosses into the box the defenders throughout the game get used to how to defend the players they're up against if someone like Wesley comes on with his strength and his height and his power the defenders are going like hold on someone's changed here and although he might not score the goal himself He's going to cause them defenders issues, which could open gaps and bring other players into the game. And it, it, even if he doesn't score for me, I think it's a good signing. But he's going to cause some issues.
2: Exactly that. It, it's the kind of it's the whole play isn't it? it. I don't care if he doesn't score. You know, fifteen goals a season. Like if, if he comes in and, like I said, depending on what combination of the front three we go with, if he can bring other players in, and you know, if if we've got two players that seemingly can. Deliver really good crosses. Uh, I, I don't believe he's the best in the air, but you know, still, at least we've got that option now to actually get you know get headers in. Because let's face it, Tyrese. As much as I love Tyrese, he's not great at heading. Um, Jacob Brown is barely good at shooting. Never mind heading at times. So uh, it's um, it's certainly interesting. But I just wanted to ask all of you actually from a. From a deal perspective, you know Stoke have been criticised so much over the years when it comes to you know overpaying players, offering stupid lengths of contracts. You look at the Wesley deal, twelve month uh, deal from Villa. No doubt we're paying some of the wages, and no doubt they're paying some of the wages. Uh, obviously, me a three year deal by the looks of it. Obviously, again subject to clearance. So don't expect him to play tomorrow. I don't think. Um, you know, Travers season long loan out out of necessity rather than signing permanently, or else I think he would have done. But I don't think anyone can say that we've gone excessive on any of these deals, can we, Dan? Uh,
5: No, not at all. Um, I think, uh, we've been saying for weeks, haven't we? He's he's got a competitive budget, but a budget that's got to stretch as far and as wide as, as he can to bring in as many bodies as he needs. And he seems to be doing a rather grand job about it. To be honest, <laughs> um, I can't fault, can't fault him. The recruitment team, uh, anyone, the the, the players they're bringing in. You're know, you know, they're not all going to be superstars. But I think we've got more. We've got variety. Um, we've got we've got pace that we have not had for. We've got uh, trickery. People, people that get will get fans off their seats. Um, yeah, thank you. Also, we've also how many times have we been you know reviewing these signings the past few weeks and gone being promoted out of this league, being promoted out of this league. He's got promotion from this league. He's won promotion. and That's the key. He's getting players who know how to win and how to win in this league, especially.
2: Which is exactly what he said, wasn't it, in previous weeks? He said he wants people who have been there and done it. Um, obviously, in, in the pub that we've all seen the other night, saying he wanted a you know a solid core of the team who are either. British or whatever but basically as what you've just said is experienced Um, he's wanted that and then add some flair around it Um, he said it and he's well so far delivering it Uh, so you can't really say that the guy hasn't been up front with everybody at the very least
5: yeah, they've he's had, he's had a plan, and for me, they're executing it perfectly. And uh, uh, it's exciting times. I can't wait. Can't wait for Rotherham.
2: Oh, no, It's only a week away. Only a week. Just think a week today will all be absolutely That's buzzing. That's
5: Chinese, that is <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, he, he apparently, he did say we're expecting mid teens. So, what that, well, we're on 10, aren't we, now? Um, so, another five, maybe five more to go. Maybe. Uh, I mean,. Dan, I'll come back to you shortly, mate. Uh, Andy, uh, thanks for, for joining us. I'll come to you next. Uh, I assume you're a happy boy?
6: Of course. You've got two strikers who both can be used as target and Wesley probably the stronger out of the two, but for may who's come in you don't score one and three goals if you haven't got the ability
2: no no you don't exactly so how are you pronouncing it i've heard me may me 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 i've, I've heard a bit of everything so how, how are you pronouncing it
6: <laughs> i believe the first m and the last e of silence so it's may oh we've heard
2: may okay so very three different ways now okay well we'll uh, we'll have to figure out a nickname so wesley's wesley that's easy um I mean, we've got a few interesting names. Uh, gonna go for. I keep forgetting Vinigal for some reason. I keep calling him Andre. Uh, not quite sure why. Um, lovely, yeah. Cheers, mate. Appreciate it, uh, Kieran. You've also uh, requested as well to join, mate. So I'll happily let you jump in as well. Uh, I think you were on there last time with us. Uh, how again, mate? Like everybody, I'm just sure you. More than happy with this one, or you, are you speechless?
6: <laughs> um, I'll, I'm actually quite happy about these signings, really, to be honest.
2: What's the main takeaway from these? I mean, are you particularly happy one over another, or are you just good to see the, the bit of flex and you know, the diversity?
5: With um, that? the um.
6: The diversity, really. It's just so like as, as other people have said, like you know, I mean, I've seen a bit of um, Wesley on a match of the day sometimes with Aston Villa, and he seems to be a an okay a player. But uh, but um, he, he's been injured, so if the if, uh, if when he was in the in the Premier League, but. Uh, if no. things are looking up.
2: Just interested to see anyone, anyone really. What do you think this means for the li- likes of Jacob Brown and Dwight Gale? Because, I mean, Jacob he's obviously a bit of a favourite with the manager, so you'd probably argue that Jacob will probably stick around. But this must be the end of uh, of Gale now. You would think. Oh yeah. I
4: think
2: um, you think he's staying? Do you think? No, I
4: don't win? think he will. Well, I reckon. Oh, you don't? I reckon he'll go. I do. If not, I reckon he'll go in January.
2: Okay, on a permanent or alone? or
4: I think I think the gaffer will want to see how he does in the next six months and or however long it is, and I think if not, then I think he will be going on
5: permanent. I was just going to say, I think what we also need to be need to remember, I do think there is going to be outgoings, and I think at some point before the window shuts, we are going to have to switch from who's coming in to who's going out, but. Vidigal not played in England before um, Chiquina's coming back he's only played half a dozen games eight games for Wolves and he's coming back from a serious 12 month injury as, as good and exciting as these players are and I can't wait to see him in shirts. we are there is a point as well and I don't know, to remember we are maybe going to have to be patient with them they're not possibly gonna hit the ground running, we may have to put them in, they may have to have a rest for a few weeks, come in up in the team, learn a bit, go have the team. And so somebody like Jacob Brown Bit like Roy's saying there. I don't think he'll be moving in this window because he could be quite useful to have around in the next few months, um, whilst these other players settle in. And let's face it, the competition may bring the best out of him.
2: Yeah, yeah, it certainly could do. I mean, I, we've only got so so much room on the bench, I, but as, I mean, I don't know. It's the manager's problem, quite quite simply, isn't it? That the fact he's got six or seven different ways he can go about it. Um, I think the one area which um, we also probably have, have ignored. understandably because of the two players we've signed in and we will definitely come back uh, 20 comments that people have got we've got 24 different comments um, and counting so I'll definitely come back to them in a second but um, one player that obviously we have not mentioned um, is Travis (laughs) so the the one guy that People have been screaming out for for what feels like forever. That that deal took a bit of time. I think the idea was going to be permanent. Bournemouth couldn't bring in a permanent goalkeeper, so we basically had to take him on loan with uh, probably a view to a going permanent uh, after this. Um, I take it everyone has got to be happy with that one. It's definitely an upgrade, and I think Dan, you mentioned something. Um, Privately, to, towards you know, you had the players side by side and and positions. And you know, you said that pretty much every single one of these signings, in theory, um, are an upgrade on people that we've left, so um. You've got to say that, you know, Travis is definitely an upgrade on Jack Bottom.
4: He played, he did well in the um, open training session yesterday. He definitely, he saved some quite good shots, to be honest. Got to give him that.
2: I wish I would have gone. Uh, I was literally in Manchester. Of of all things. Oh,
5: sorry, Dan Guam. The the amount, how how the sort of like, the improvement player on players in Menton, you watch, I think we're going to put the graphic out later. um, But, yeah, what is this now? Ten, ten signings, and every single one of them is a better is an improvement on the guy who was here uh, last season or the guy they're replacing I mean I'll quickly run through run through it very quickly Um that just fine with that much chat on this What's our groupmate of ours? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so obviously Bonham upgraded to Travis. You could say Edwards been upgraded to Hoover. Jagielka upgraded to Rose. Fox Stevens. Thompson upgraded to Pearson. Klukas upgraded to Johnson. Brown to Chiquino. Gale to Wesleyan. And uh, Selena to Vidigal. So, from the side that sort of finished last season. That's or was sort of like you know around this preseason that kind of thing. I think that's a, a very big upgrade for me.
2: Does anyone disagree with those not being an upgrade out of interest? I mean, I know, I totally agree with you. I, I think they're good. But Ewan, what what what's your thoughts?
7: No, I think they're all a, a massive upgrade. Um, I think obviously you say about the players and if we could sell anybody but you've got to think how many injuries we had also last season and when Neil came in the the depth that we had was hardly anything was it so um, I mean I think they're all superb signings Um, I think they're all certainly upgrades and can probably take us up to that next step
2: I'm interested, do you think we'll light in any areas? I mean, I was looking at a graphic earlier on with the potential teams that I think Kyle uh, Gaffer had, had put online. And um, for me, I'm still a little bit nervous in the centre of defence and potentially at left-back still. Uh, I mean, again, you could probably say that the right-back as well, because if Hoover gets injured, where well, you've, you've got to assume the guy from Colchester is done to let um, Edwards go. So w- would you probably agree that those three spaces are probably our weakest
7: yeah, I'd say so. I think another centre half is probably the next, the next big one. Um, I think left backs not too bad with Timon and Stevens. Uh, Edna Stevens knows the division quite well. But yeah, you, you'd have to think if we've got rid of Edwards, then surely the lad from from Colchester is is more or less done. Uh, and I also think maybe uh, another midfielder with, with if, if Josh Onum is there and he's on trial, what's the reason? Why not give him a year? You know what I mean? Give him a year just to see if he can if he can prove anything and I think again that'll be more, even more depth for us um, I'll come back to yourself in a second sorry we've got literally
2: multiple people requesting to speak and a ton of comments so trying to give everyone a, a fair whack um, Dave you've joined us as well uh, again uh, you were on here uh, a number of times now so uh, what's your thoughts on well, not just the activity today but Travers and, and co as well
6: <laughs> thanks once again for having me on lads it's, a, it's always a privilege um yeah, I think when we spoke the other day, we uh, we spoke about the goalkeeping situation and said that we needed to to get that covered. And um I, I think for for what we've got in Travers, you know, we've um we've got the the best goalkeeper in the championship not two seasons ago. And um yeah, I think like you said, it, it is an upgrade on Bonham. Um it's nice to know that we're gonna have Bonham as the cover because like I say, he does get a bit of flack, but he has his uh, he has his moments of moments of magic like he did at Cardiff. Um but yeah, I I think I think Travers is a, a very, very solid signing. Um and I'm I'm over the moon to to have a goalkeeper that on on any given match day, you know that he's 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 gonna be decent, he's gonna be competent, he's gonna command his area and um like he said in his in his interview the other day he wants to keep progressing as a goalkeeper and and i really think he he'll, he'll do that for us and i think come the end of the season depending where we finish we might be we might be going into the premier league the season after with with in-between the sticks and I'm, I'm I'm over the moon with it. Um, you, you get the feeling, Dave, from the comments and I know the players always say the same
2: old nonsense whenever they join a the club. Oh, it's great to be here. What amazing facilities? Blah, blah, blah. The typical media stuff that they all get told. But when I was listening to the comments that he was making, it really sounded, it a little bit different, but it sounded like this isn't just a season-long loan for him. I think he sees his his future, he wants to learn, he wants to progress with the club. You kind of don't say them things if you're only here for a short-term loan.
6: Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, there's there's been the feeling with, with all of the loan players that we've had come in, I mean, especially, especially with Hoover. I, th- I think he made it pretty clear that if if there's any chance, come the end of the season, he wants to be he wants to be a Stoke player permanently. You know, he said he, he it's got a special place in his heart, and and he loves the club, he loves the fans, and you know it's it's a testament to to the the culture uh, that that Alex Neal is is building. You know. From from the from the preseason videos that they've put up, they've like when when they all went go karting, the the players they, they look they look like teammates, but they look like really good friends. And I think it's something that we've lacked since uh, since the days of of, of having Arnie and, and Shakiri and Bojan. You know, we we've sort of lost that that pack mentality in the dressing room. And it really looks like we've got it back now. And you know, it's—I I keep banging on about the enthusiasm, but every day that we get closer to the season, the, the giddier I'm getting. I, I feel like a little kid on Christmas, and I haven't felt like this about <laughs> Stoke in a long, long time.
2: But I, I'm with you, I, absolutely. I'm with you. Uh, It's—it feels different, and like you said, in terms of like. Um the feeling around the club I mean I'll, I'll open this out to everyone and I'm sorry I've got four people wanting to speak as well so I will come to you as soon as I can um, the whole pub situation the other night and now I appreciate there's some comments oh you know the cameras were there to capture it and all that the fact is they didn't need to be there at all they could have easily just sat at home proud of themselves what they've done in the market but in terms of getting close to the fans and you know, we've all seen the videos that Stoke Cloud and proud put up. Um yeah. You can't, you can't knock them for that. Surely, I mean, that's that's not happened since Tony Pulis, and we all know that how Pulis connected with the club.
6: It's it's funny you say that, mate. As as soon as I saw it last night, I saw a few people sort of saying, "Oh, you know, it looks it looks a little bit sort of staged." We we have not had a manager that engages with the the community and and the fans and and the wider areas of the club like like Neil has since Tony Pulis. And I mean when when I when when Tony Pulis was leaving Stoke, I I think I was I think I was just turning 16, 17, and I'd met him I'd met him tens of times before that. And he was he was always more than happy to take five, ten minutes out of his day to speak to people because he loved the club and he loved engaging with the fans. And, you know, Ale- Alex Niels he's been that kind of manager everywhere he's been. He was the same at Preston. He was the same at Sunderland. He was the same at Norwich. He's, he's all about the inclusivity of, of the club. He, he, he doesn't think that anybody bar, well, anyone from the backroom staff to the players is bigger than the club. You know, we're, we're one unit. We're, we're a united club. And the the fact that that, like you say, they didn't have to do that. They could have stayed at home. They could have had a smile on their face and gone to sleep, knowing that Stoke fans are happy with what's going on. But they didn't. They went out of their way. They, they sat with the they sat with the fans. They engaged with everyone. And even though the cameras were there, it didn't look forced. It looked natural. And it 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 it, it, it just puts a smile on your face. And it, it's just. I, I, I keep banging on about it. It's just it, it's a brilliant feeling being a Stoke fan at the moment, and I, th- I think even if we even if we don't start the season how we want to, we you know we say first five games we win one, draw one, lose three. I don't think the buzz is going to disappear as quickly as it did last season. You know we were all excited last season; it was a new season, and pretty quickly it turned toxic. But we we know as Stoke fans now that Alex Neal has got big plans for us, and he said he had big plans. He said he wanted to do do things, getting rid of the players that weren't needed, and he has done. And lot like he said when he was talking to the fans in the pub, he said we've lacked that little bit of you know that little bit of foreign flair, and we've got it now. And it's just it, it's it's amazing to see, and it, it does feel like we've finally got our club back. Thank you, uh, Dan. You want to jump in?
5: Yeah, I was just going to say it. It is that sort of uh, belief in it and that sort of togetherness that we really have been missing for such a long time. And I think the manager and and obviously the people who've come into the club. You they've only been here five minutes. Let's face it. And Neil's been here a bit longer, but people like you, know, Ricky Martin, and and the people right the way through Simon King, right the way through the club. How much upheaval and new faces have we had? People new into the roles, people coming into the you know new to the area, new into the club, and how much do they look to be embracing their jobs and their positions, and and you know what they can do for this football club and the area and the fans? Because, they they delivering on what they're promising to do? And now, like I say, the interaction, the meet you know, meet, meet the players, meet the board. Well, you know, yeah, what was it? Pub- yeah, whether it was publicity stunt or not, they went still went and did it. I don't see any other managers in pubs and chief exactly or whatever. No, Yeah, it might have been just a bit of a. You know, uh, 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 an off-boost opportunity to to say, look what we are doing, but they still did it. They started to go and do that. They still still could have changed our So What are you talking about? You know, we, we don't do that, <laughs> but they didn't.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And JTB, you've been waiting a long time, mate. So thank you for your patience. Appreciate it. Um, would you kind of agree with obviously what Dave and Dan have, have said there? I mean, are, are the fans kind of uniting, and are the club finally uniting with the fans again?
8: Yeah, 100%. It's it's a real good time now. And I think the only way is up. You've got to see the positive in it. And like every club, we have some idiots that make stupid comments. I mean, the Wesley signing, I think, will be the signing of the season across the whole league. Yeah, he's had a bad injury. Who hasn't? A lot of players these days have, have gone through at least one serious injury. But... As soon as we announced him, I'm reluctantly going to say this, but I am close friends with an Aston Villa fan. And he messaged me and went, how the hell have you guys signed him? Because on his day, is absolutely unreal. And you look at all the comments from the the Aston Villa fans when they announced it on Twitter. They they all want him to do well. They want to wish him the best. Obviously, we had the incident with him in the preseason where he had a bit of a scrap with Nick Powell, but... I mean, to be fair, I'd probably want to scrap with Nick Powell off the time with his stupid flicks, but we move anyway. But I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think Elliot mentioned it the, the the last time that we're on, just about the fact that we're building that core squad and then bringing in these sort of um, foreign international players in to add that little spark to it, and you can really see that now building and progressing, and the some people might agree with me I think Bonham got a bit too much of stick I think yes he's made a few mistakes but I don't think overall he was an awful keeper I think there was times where he saved us last season and I think was it the first first pre-season against Notts County he pulled off a fantastic save so if the Travers deal had fallen through or whatever I wouldn't have been too disheartened with having Bonham in, in goal and I've, I know for a fact that a number of people would disagree with me on that one but I think getting that understanding from Alex Neil, what he wants from the team I've said it for years and years now and I think that's why we were so, so much more successful with um, Tony Pulis that you'll win more games with 11 workhorses than you would with 11 world class technical players. You look at PSG, for example, yeah. they've they've gone out and tried to buy Neymar. They bought Messi, they bought obviously got Mbappe. Where's their champions leagues? Like they're still they're still under underperforming because they haven't got that core squad and that core value. And that's the main thing that Alex Neal's come in now. He's recognized that we need a solid goalkeeper. We need a solid two centre backs. We need a solid midfield and then like say add that bit of special Foreign tech, um, international um, brilliance, really. You look at, like, say, the Vidigal and Chiquinho They they barely, I think, they did one session between the two of them, and then they played against Burton, absolutely, absolutely, tore them apart. So, if that's what's to come after one training session. <laughs> Heaven forbid what Rotherham are going to have to deal with. Um, I went to football training myself the other day, and one of the lads who's a Rotherham fan as well, and I said, "How are you feeling for for the first game?" And he went, "I honestly would just give up now," he said, because he he watched quite a lot of football, and he said he watched the Burn game, and he said that they know for a fact they they ain't got the haven't got the, the players to deal with this. Technical talent that we're bringing in, and then he said, "On top of that, you've got the the sort of enforcers and the workhorses of Ben Pearson, Will Mark." I think Rose as well. I think Rose will be an uh, um, will be our solid starting centre-back with Wilmot. I think he, he looked good when they played together against Burton. And again, like I say, that's only after a couple of training sessions. Imagine, I say, a few more weeks down the line, a solid couple of games, first game of the season. I genuinely think... And I said this last time, um, I don't remember, I think we'll be top six this year, without a doubt. We've got teams that have coming down. Yeah, they've got money to spend. Yeah, but so did we when we first came down and we ended up finishing bottom half of the table. There's no reason why this year, with the players that we're bringing in and the core squad that we've got now, why on earth wouldn't we be in the top six? genuinely. Okay. Yeah,
2: we've got me and Dan have got some um some pods coming out this week and we're gonna be looking at predictions and uh, my thinking is a little bit along the lines of of yourself. I don't think that you know the three that came down are going to be necessarily the three that are fighting to get back up so I'll I'll reserve comments on who what, which teams I think are going to go where but uh, but no mate brilliant thank you and I, w- I will come back to you again shortly as I said we've got I've got over 40 odd comments um, and people asking to, to to go so I'll come back to you shortly mate um so uh, just to go through I said some of these comments so Creation Left Back Enthusiast says Wesley will be focal point then any combination of Chiquinho, Vidigal, Campbell Brown, Gale, Lowe Tezgal, Anoma, Johnson possibly another one Christ that's a mouthful Uh, it just shows you the the amount of players we've got Um, so John O'Field says what's your thoughts on Edwards leaving and who else may may be going out Um, and well squad fills I mean I think Anyone who listens to the main part, I think I've given my views a few times on Edwards, but I just don't think he's good enough, really, is what it kind of boils down to. I don't think he's a proven championship defender by any stretch. I think Huddersfield are struggling to get people through the door. So I think for for Tom, it was probably the chance of maybe trying to make something of himself if Huddersfield go down um, next season. Maybe he would stay with them on a permanent deal because I think that will take him up to the end of his contract pretty much, if I remember rightly. Um, so I think Tom Edwards probably has done it. Stoke now. I think if he would have if he would have done enough in pre season, he might have been able to stick around as a backup. The fact is he didn't. So yeah, Edwards going uh, not too fussed actually. Um Charles may be going? I think we've mentioned a few. I think Dwight Gale will be off. I think you'll find that Demario Wright Phillips, you know, Low. Gal probably uh, I would see maybe moving around either the youth ranks or out on loan for some of them players I, I, we're not going to be able to fit in low Tezgal gal and as well as Jacob Gale. There's too many there, so it's a bit of an overload again now. Uh, not a bad problem to have. Uh, Jordan says, uh, reckon we can spend any more money. What have we spent roughly? Um, Dan, you're very good for, for checking on what we spent reportedly. Um, if somebody or if anyone else has got it, then I'd, I'd love to hear what the actual you know, reported figure is. I swear that the me deal was, was it 2.4 million up front and then the rest of it in... in- and add-ons
5: yeah I think that's what's been reported does not it um, be interesting to see how close those figures are. Uh, but obviously, Travers is alone. loan, Hoover's alone. loan, uh, Rose was a free, Stevens was a free, Pearson, undisclosed, we believe, about 1.5 million. Yep, correct. Johnson was free, chiquino' a loan, Wesley uh, looks like a free transfer, so like we've maybe taken over his, his contract or part of his contract. Uh, then Vidigal was 430,000, so that is less than 2 million. Uh, then obviously um, with the what we we're just saying there now of another two point four, you reckon you're probably talking between four and four and a half million pounds we've spent so far. On, on, on how crazy is that? On fees. <laughs> I guess, you know, there's going to be a lot of like signing on fees and stuff like that. You know, when we say free transfer, it's never an actual free transfer. So, like, we People, you know, should always try and remember that. Um, signing on fees as well, though. Dan, they're they're spread throughout the duration of the contract
2: as well. So if we've paid somebody 200 grand as a signing on fee and he signed a four-year deal, then it's 50 grand a year. So it's just worth pointing that out as well from a uh, financial perspective. It's not a lump sum given every time somebody joins. So probably something to to bear in mind. Um, So, yeah, I mean, money left to spend then to answer your question. um, If you go on the reported figures, anywhere from five to – Eight million potentially, so uh, I don't. I don't think the um, who's the guy we were, we were on about the other day, Dan, so oh, no. the striker Archer. Well, that clearly ain't going to happen now. Uh, we cannot get any more strikers in the building, so we can put that one to bed. Um, I'll come back to some of the comments in a minute. I'm conscious we've got again lo- loads, more people want to speak. Uh, Rory, you've you've come back as well, so I'll come back to you in a sec, mate. Um, Tom uh, Cooper, so uh, you've you've come back, mate. Um, anything you want to add to anything we've said No. Nope. okay well it's fine you can jump when, when it... he's there he's, uh, he, he's done <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah that's it he's, uh, he's peaked uh, <laughs> uh, Rory sorry you uh, did you have something to say as well
4: um, I don't know if you guys have seen it but um, Ryan I don't know I'm going to say me um, has been thinking for international clearance so he can play tomorrow oh bloody hell that was quick we <laughs> announced it like I think five minutes ago and someone kept putting it in the comments and I, like, I saw it it came from a notifications. so yeah it's worth it it will be playing tomorrow then
5: hopefully
2: oh perfect um, thank you very much for that now just for anyone who's actually
5: You in- tweeted it with a very oh, nice cheeky link to match tickets for tomorrow's game
2: <laughs> oh very clever um, yeah just for anyone who's actually interested by the way when it comes down to the comments now Twitter aren't great uh, they don't put the comments in order of you tweeting them they are in random orders so if I don't come to your tweet that you put 10 seconds ago don't take it to heart. It just means that Twitter have not organised it properly at all. Um, so I'll go back to some of the comments and then I'll come back to, to you guys in a sec. Um, let's have a quick look. <laughs> I've just seen the uh, the gif from Croatian left back. Yeah, to me, to you. I like that. Uh, so Matt says, still could do some very smart business with shorter-term contracts. Get, uh, it's great to see some depth in the squad. Uh, Tom saying, I can't keep up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Junior yeah that's one person we haven't mentioned um, very much I think I may have very quickly touched on him but Junior's another one that's going to come in potentially from Colchester again apparently we've already gone through um, all the medical and all that business so there's your backup to um, to obviously Henry uh, as well so we're we're definitely putting together a bloody good squad here Uh, I think the problem that Alex Neal's going to have is actually getting these players um, kind of embedded into the squad I think more than anything else um, an interesting one here I don't know if anyone agrees or disagrees with this one so I'll open it up to anyone who wants to jump in Adam Middleton Campbell will go one year on his deal left and I think his dad certainly sees him playing at a higher level would not be the worst time to cash in so another know that's a bit of a for some a controversial comments I, I could totally see the sense in what you're saying um, can you see any, anyone see a scenario where Tyrese Campbell goes
8: I certainly can. 100%. Really? Yeah. Um, as much as I love Ty, don't get me wrong, I hope to God he does stay. But you can tell that his dad has a huge influence on his football and rightly so, his dad's played, obviously, top-level football. But at the same time, realistically, we've got to look at if we're bringing in the plays that we are bringing in. And you look at the amount of money that could potentially come from Campbell. I think if the right bid comes in for him, it it will be hard, especially if he hesitates with signing a new contract, because there is rumours that there's talk been, um underway with him having an extension. If he hesitates, or if his dad gets into his ear saying he can be playing top level and to come in, I'd say anything more than ten million pounds, I think he's gone.
2: I was going to say, what do you think's a fair deal? I mean, I think ten million. I'd probably have to agree with you in the fact that I don't see Stoke turning that down. Um, no. When when Bournemouth bid for Tyrese originally, again, anyone can correct me here, didn't he have about a year left on his contract then if he bid 10 million quid?
8: Yeah, I believe so.
2: So maybe they'll come back in for him. I'm not sure if there's anyone else that we're thinking of uh, in Bournemouth now. I don't, I don't think there are any players left that they can afford to let us have, but um, I think I don't know whether there'll be another deal to be done there. I'm not quite sure what their left back situation is like or centre back situation. Not sure if there's anyone we can do a deal with, but um ten million quid I mean, does anyone really see a scenario where ten million isn't enough to to get Tyrese out of the club as as much as I want him to stay? I mean, Dan You're a big fan of Tyrese, mate. We all know that. Is is 10 million quid an acceptable amount to sell him for? I'll
5: be honest, I don't think anyone would bid 10 million pounds for him with 12 months left on his contract at this point. Um, The problem, the biggest problem Stoke have got, and this is me trying to look at it from, uh, like, without my red and white tinted glasses on, is that he's 24 now, I believe, Stoke will be looking to stick it in front of him with what a four year contract, three minimum. Is he at this point in his career having been, oh, he's already been here what seven, seven seasons, maybe even eight? He's seen a drop from mid to top, you know, top half of the Premier League all the way down and consistently finishing lower mid table in the Championship he is is he gonna think to himself can i afford to commit another three or four years to this club that is yet to show me on the grass yeah like that it's you i have done it in the transfers this summer." But as it played out for him, you know, he, he's seen this all before. He's been here when Gary Rowett spent a fortune. He's been here when Nathan Jones spent a bit of money. Uh, you know, when he signed and, and uh, Mark Hughes was was you know bringing people in on out, you know, on out and Bojan as the front three. He's he, he's got a like, full store after full store. And could you can you see him agreeing to stay for another three or four years, taking him up to twenty seven, twenty eight? When he knows then that there's very little chance of a Premier League club coming in for him then and giving him, you know, what he ideally what he wants from his career, and can he do what he wants to do? in that amount of time if he enters the league at, in his late twenties. So what
2: what's a what's a fair price for Tyrese then if you don't think if you think ten millions too much. I,
5: I, I don't know what's think 10 a realistic too price. Much. I, I I don't know whether the amount that people will be prepared to pay is enough for Stoke to deal with it. And whether they might just say we will give you we are gonna lease it till January and then hopefully in the meantime he sees the progression and he sees that we are now a force in this division and we are now going to be fighting to get back in the Premier League and he can stick around become a hero here and be playing Premier League football in the next twelve, eight, two years, 12 months, two years. Or, he does enough to put us up and around the top six and then if he does leave next summer, which it's entirely his thing at that point like I say at that point in his career he's given us seven years of his career whatever if he then decides he wants if he gets offers from the Premier League and he moves there on a free um, and cuts ties with the club at least then you know his replacement's coming into a side that he's helped to put in that top six area so I wonder whether Stoke might think it's worth losing him on a free than what fee might come in for him. If somebody offered £10 I think they'd rip their arm off because I I don't think they'll be expecting anything near that much.
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: I was going to say I'm with you I think if it's if it's three or four million I just say we let him ride out his contract um, to be honest so yeah cheers Dan appreciate it uh, so a couple more comments I mean Connor I think you've joined us now as a speaker as well but I've just seen your comment uh, so Gail has to go we have to keep Jacob and Stanley Pulis is uh, backed up with uh, Jacob Brown is staying he will never leave he never will uh, so uh, yeah uh, Connor welcome to the chat mate um You want Jacob uh, to to stay?
9: This is probably just for selfish reasons. I love Jacob Brown. Like, I love him. I think he is, on his day, still a really, really decent player for us. Um, I'm not asked if Gale goes, to be honest. Like, if he goes for free or some team wants to pay, like, a small fee, I'm happy for him to go. I think a few other people would be as well. But I... a couple of seasons ago when I think he scored Jacob Brown scored 14 I think like that's just that doesn't disappear like you've got to be a decent player to score 14 goals Um, so even if he is going to be on the bench to Wesley or if he still starts ahead of Wesley or whatever it might be I think would be quite silly to let Jacob Brown leave on a personal level and. I just love the guy that might be it I might just be like clouded by my own like love for him <laughs> but I I I think we need to keep him
6: <laughs> yeah that's really
2: no, it no no fair, fair enough but like I said mean we, we think back to the, the type of player that he is I mean Johnny Walters was was, was just the exact same type of player. He'd run and yeah. run and run, and he would give 110%. I don't think you can have enough of them at your club. Yeah, and, exactly. you know, I think Kevin Smith said, you know, it's exciting, but some of the players are unknown quant- quantities in the championship. He's got a point. Like, there's no, absolutely nothing wrong. We, we've all seen the potential these players have got coming in, which is great. But while they acclimatise, maybe we need the Jacob Browns of this world in this in the squad. To a help them settle in, and b get us through games where we maybe need a little bit more savvy, a bit more championship savvy than the flair. That you know, flair isn't going to work every game, is it?
9: No, of course not. Like, yeah, it's not even for like if teams are just going to like sit back and like it's just everyone behind the ball like you have Vidigal in the corner doing step and then there are like three players around him it's not always going to work so you've got to have you've got to have some players with championship now and knowledge and Jacob Brown has that and I still think he could get 10 plus goals for us which is never a bad thing so I, yeah, I'd love to keep Jacob Brown personally but that's just me <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah no honestly I don't know I, I don't I don't say I don't disagree with you I just think that Jacob's just going to find it so hard um, but yeah we'll uh, we'll see how it's going thank you very much um, you. cheers mate uh, num- number of comments again uh, so we are stoked said feel that the Wesley signing un- is being underestimated he could be our new Mamacidibi M- uh, compliments me very nicely yeah because again the way that me plays he's he is that kind of centre forward number ten potential uh, position. Isn't he? He's, he's going to be dropping deep um, and, and kind of he's, he's not going to be quite. the opposite of a target man. He? Let's be honest. So again, another dynamic. So absolutely uh, that that's going to be quite important. We are Stoke spot on. Um, I've just seen the comments here about uh, the international clearance, which is which is great is there any particular comments that anyone else wants to, to chuck in before we run through the the final sets of comments I mean, we're probably going to stay on until 10 uh, worst case but um, any anything else anybody wants to discuss nope cool alright that's fine uh, so Harley says I just hope that if we lose to Rotherham people don't turn and, and, and get and still get behind them I mean if if we turn our, if, if the fans turn them at Rotherham we don't deserve anything good it's as simple as that you've got to give these people time half of them are barely are barely going to have two or three training sessions um, you know, for some of them, you know, they're, they're going to be moving over from different countries. I mean, that 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 me I know is probably in there, but he's still probably shoved in a hotel room. Uh, you know, you've you've got to give these guys a, a bloody chance. Like, uh, Cannon has been mentioned a couple of times. So, Calum says Cannon and Campbell swap could be a thing. I could see it happening as Alan has said Stoke on out of the race for Cannon. Um, should be interesting. I must. Admit, I've only heard bits about Cannon. I don't think I've ever seen the lad play. um Rob Marshall says, "I genuinely think this is the only season since relegation that there's a genuine buzz around the fans. Alex Neil coming out and speaking to the fans is a great way to bring us closer to the team that we haven't had since the Premier League years. Arguably, yeah, we've 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 said that, haven't we? It's been pretty uh, pretty credible. Um, also, Jordan thinks we need another centre midfielder They're still not convinced with left back and centre back, but other than that, it's looking good." Um, that's that's an interesting one another centre back Uh, sorry another centre midfielder rather aren't we a bit overloaded there now
5: Josh Anamar maybe
2: yeah that's what what I'm thinking I I think that's going to be a very very easy deal to get over the line and he looked pretty tasty Um, I mean Tom uh, Cooper I mean again We've still got Lewis Baker who's going to come back in a couple of months as well. I mean, it's starting to feel a bit crowded in, in the middle, potentially. I mean, Jordan Thompson, depends what you think about him. Again, he, he's another one. But um, do you think we need another centre midfielder?
3: I wouldn't say need. Um, I mean, it's always good to have, you know, further backup. up. Um, for me, though, after watching Onoma in that game versus Burton and then watching him in the training session yesterday, he is... I, I can't believe how bad The Preston fans were speaking of him, Um, I mean I know they've seen him in a friendly and training but he looks like a quality player for this league Um, I was surprised at how big he was for one he's very strong, holds the ball up and from what Alex Neal has been saying that he wants, he seems like an Alex Neal type of player to be honest
2: Yeah I I think he does as well mate and um, I keep being given now I'd say six different ways of saying that guy's name. By the way, <laughs> so I've just been some more of the comments. It's uh, Maye has been given uh, uh, genuinely, until I hear the actual guy speak and, uh, or the Stoke media guy ask uh, uh, how he pronounces his name. I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it was easier for me because I'm, I'm losing the will to live with that guy's name.
3: I did, uh, um, I did Google so- it yesterday. It is Mai. <laughs>
2: it is my I mean, is yeah. that, that, see that's what that's what I thought originally and <laughs> I keep hearing people say different things and it's com- I've got a combination of all five different ways of saying it I think um, so yeah perfect so okay Harley thinks 4 million uh, is a fair uh, so he definitely doesn't think 10 million um, final comments then I guess because we've got about four minutes left um, again I'll come back to the people who've been there before uh, JTB any further comments from, from yourself mate
8: um yeah, actually, going back to the, the centre-mids um, situation, I, th- I completely agree. I think we are getting quite overloaded now with infielders. However, I will make a, a controversial point, and I have said it a few times in, in the past, I honestly don't think Jordan Thompson's going to ever make the grade for us. No. I, I think he, he's he been here long enough. He's had many chances, I, if I'm honest when I've seen him play obviously I'm not a season ticket holder anymore but I have been in the past but when I've seen him play I can only remember against Spurs in the cup when I could turn around and say yeah he had a good game um, and I know Neil when Alex Neil came in he said he could see Thompson doing that Ben Pearson role I don't think he's strong enough I don't think he's quick enough and I don't think he's technically that mindset but the problem that we've got is there's not many Ben Pearson players out there for us to re- sort of bring in as a backup. Definitely is it, 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 it pains me. I like the guy. I genuinely like him. You can see that he puts the effort in and I can't fault him for that. But if we are looking to that, make that next step up, the players like Jordan Thompson, Tom Edwards, who's been mentioned, players like that, they're sort of st- stealing for a living by being at the club and like I say I know there's a few people that might disagree with me um, but I just think if we need to make that next step which we are doing with the the, the sort of starting 11 and a few backup players the Ben Pearson situation for me is that Ben Pearson's not going to play a full season he's going to get tired he's going to get his injuries are going to catch up with him he's going to need a couple of weeks rest at some point he's going to get a red card we've all seen him um a bit of a, a, bit of a hothead um my that's my only concern i know like lewis baker can do a job at holding midfielder but i think baker would be wasted by playing that holding midfielder for um rot. i think he's better further for, better further forward i think baker just fell out of favor with with the, the sort of the, his uh, playing position, purely on the basis that we had to Will Smallbone, and Smallbone was an attacking midfielder, so Baker had to sort of give up his attacking attackingness, shall we say, um, and had to sort of be a bit more sitting, so that Smallbone could stay a bit more forward. And I think when Baker comes back, if he plays in that sort of attacking number eight alongside Lauren, um, I think them to be absolutely formidable. Um, but, yeah, for me, Jordan Thompson has to go.
5: I think what you're saying there with Baker as well, I think, obviously, this, this operation he's just had on his knee to what was described as a long-standing injury. I think that is another just highlights to us fans and that, that we don't always have all the jigsaw pieces, do we? And we're looking at the situation. So... Obviously, you know he's coming for a lot of stick. Um, I sort of supported him on the grounds that he played himself out of position. he sort of too for the team because that was needs must But it now seems that like not only was he doing that, but he was also sort of doing it on one leg because his knees. you know, And obviously, we didn't have the uh, the depth or whatever that he could sort of manage it and get through games because we didn't have the depth where we could say go out of this operation and take three or four months off. Um, So again, I mean... Um, it's funny with footballs like what reward do you get for that because he's not publicised the reward you get is a load of abuse supporters saying you're playing rubbish and you're not good enough anymore
8: <laughs> yeah. yeah precisely I mean like I say when he first joined he was absolutely unreal it like, was probably the, the biggest breath of fresh air that we've had since we're coming down and like you say he's taken one for the team he immediately became club captain he loves being here you can see the, the way he reacts when he scored his goals uh, um, you could see that he'd finally got a home. And like you said, he's taken one for the team by playing out position. He's obviously had his injuries, which was uh, a long-standing injury. And I think it's only fair for him, on a on a sort of selfish note for, for Baker, that when he does come back, he should play further forward. And this is when I go back to my point is yes if Ben Pearson gets suspended or injured or whatever that he would happily step into that position but I don't want to see him in that situation again where he was getting so much stick from the fans because like you said we don't know the full in and outs of story and you can see idiots like the bloke on who when we signed Wesley I, I won't say his name <laughs> but I think everyone knows who he is and um, giving him all the grief and giving him all the the, the, the load of mouthful that he was getting and it, it must be hard for him to make all these sacrifices for the club and get abused for it because he's not performing to what we've seen in the past and that's purely out of his out of his control so this is why I was saying the depth of the squad is getting so much better like I said when we had Nathan Jones in he always said that we wanted he wanted two players for each position and he was always having a starter player whether it was left wing right wing wherever uh, but the backup player was nowhere near good enough whereas Alex Neal now bringing in players that are competing for that place that you could arguably say that person could start or that person could start it, it purely depends on who um, who's performing well and who's training well so that's the main thing but I think that holding midfielder role I think yes we should bring someone in that can do it um there is very few and far between players out there um but yeah for me Thompson he ain't good enough he needs, he needs he needs to leave
2: so a couple of kind of things we've gone past 10 but that's fine I'll keep it going a bit longer um a couple of comments we've had in I've seen this name mentioned I think I mentioned him earlier on as well um and this this open floor to anybody basically Miles saying do you think that Axel Twanzibi will come after the Everton game if it does happen I mean I'm all for Axel personally as long as it's I mean let's face it if we're going to do the deal it's a good deal for the club we're not going to pay over the odds That those days are gone um, I can't see why anyone other than his injury record would decline to have him back I think the injury record seems to be overshadowing any hope of signing him uh, for a lot of people
8: I think if he was going to sign, he'd have signed by now. I think he's holding think. off for a bigger move. He could be. I mean, again, his
2: wages won't be cheap. I mean, what was he on at uh, Chelsea? Was it 50 something a week, was it? No, not Chelsea, you know what I mean? Man United. Uh, about 50 or grand a week, I think it was
8: yeah and like i say before his in, his big injury um, at united he was being regarded as one of the next best centre backs for england so you you got the likes of saudi clubs and everything now that will see him as a, a an ex youth prospect for england and will probably offer him 100 150 grand a week just to go over there and then you've got like the french clubs and german clubs that will probably look at him as well so yeah to me i think i think he's he's not going to sign i think Unless he unless he where is I think he sees us as a safe option.
5: I've got a plan for this, Mike. I know how we get a good resolution out of this. Go on. we'll send him, we'll put him in touch with the guys at Galatasaray. That's made for him. That's exactly where all these young English players end up, isn't it? Yeah. We'll send him to Galatasaray, they get him on a free, you can give him a nice hefty contract and then that frees (laughs) up Bayram to come play for us.
2: Well, Bayram's another one that's been mentioned uh, again. I mean, just don't know, do you? I mean, that one was mentioned and it's been absolute deathly silence since. Um, So... We'll, we'll see. I think everyone admits that we need at least one more centre back. Probably need two because, I mean, Rose he may be good enough. I, I genuinely have not seen the guy enough to make a comment right now, and I don't think most Stoke fans have. So Rose, let's just assume he's not a forty-six game a season, fifty game plus you know, type of defender. For me, Connor Taylor is not a good enough backup uh, right now. Doesn't mean he won't be, but right now he's not. So you need a first team centre back, and you need a backup that's capable of playing this league um, I think personally for those positions I wouldn't be surprised to see him stay British um, Alex Neil some you know someone he can rely on uh, I, I don't know who that will be I haven't got no names for you other than the ones that have been mentioned but um, a couple of things I wanted to bring up before we kind of start to to kind of sign off so I've mentioned this previous I don't think it was on the main pod uh, the other day but uh, we can't really fault Jared uh, kind of coming in can we I think you know Jared is seen seemingly completely transformed our scope to go abroad uh, I mean Connor, I'll bring you back in for this one mate um, he's done a pretty good job since he's come in you've got you've got to give him credit
9: oh yeah he's the best thing to happen to this club in like five years <laughs> Like he's only, he's only been here about two weeks <laughs> yeah well, that shows how, how well he's done yeah like honestly what else can we say about Jared Dublin that hasn't already been said like we're just bringing in not not just these foreign players who are bringing like this excitement back but we're bringing all these other players in who are who we all think will be really good for us like Stevens, Rose Johnson Fries I know they're not free signings but no really transfer fee involved like not spending any money on those and we're bringing in really good quality players so i just think that jared dublin's like been probably the most important piece of business i think obviously all the players are amazing but say we didn't have jared dublin like we wouldn't be signing all these exciting players so i I just think jared dublin's been like probably the best piece of business we've done but that's just me i might be completely wrong <laughs> i think i find it very hard to disagree with
2: you uh, you've got to give the owners credit as well because oh, you know yeah
9: absolutely
2: <laughs> they, they've they've obviously gone out and um they've put people in place that obviously they feel that say they i mean i, I know peter Coates doesn't really have too much to do with the club Visibly, in terms of the media, but I'm sure he's there advising John. Um, and as much as you know, the owners have come in for a lot of stick in the last four or five years. Some, some of it, you could say, is warranted. Um, yeah. But you know, maybe the whole we've learned our lesson. Maybe it's taken them a bit a bit longer than we wanted them to to learn their lesson. But maybe they've just done that now. And if they can keep this structure in play, then you know, all credit to them um and then one thing I want to just I'll open up to the floor and then I think we'll call it a day we've had over 60 odd comments I'm sorry I can't get to all of them we'll be here all night so um I think we'd want to just sign off and just say look like the media team whoever signed up that guy for the media team I think he was actually from Port Vale if I remember rightly I swear someone's there was Port Vale again that might be a tongue-in-cheek thing but I think he was um They've really like hit a home run this summer. Like the the pub with the, you know the the names on on, on the actual um, you know, on the taps and uh, some of the signings, the video, the the you know the back and forward transitions on YouTube. Like they've absolutely nailed it. Uh, so absolute credit to, to the guys for doing that. Uh, it's it it makes a, a pleasant uh, change. Um, but yeah, you you've got to give credit, to 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 the media team. Uh, I mean, you can't you can't fault any of them, and, and oh, it's only maybe. a small media team as well. This
8: is a couple of guys, really. Yeah, I, I tell you what, it's it's come a long way since the Josh Timon announcement video. That stuff <laughs> to this day,
2: yeah, the cheesy thumbs up. Oh, that, uh, he, he looked traumatized, didn't he?
8: Imagine being signing for a club. Bear in mind, Premier League club at the time, and we're saying, right, we're going to do the announcement video. Okay, what am I doing? You type in on the computer, night's time, and then you turn to the camera and you put your thumbs up at that point it was like that's embarrassing that was purely embarrassing uh but yeah no the the media team have absolutely smashed it i'm going to be completely honest i didn't even notice on the um the on the pumps on the pub picture the names on it at all i was completely oblivious until someone pointed it out to me after um but yeah the i I'm, must admit the the video um sort of like the tra- traveling from the airport to the to the club and doing obviously the photo shoot and everything it it's it's nice to see sort of a little insight on what ha- like sort of little inside of what happens and uh, when what happens when they come over and cross the country it's literally straight to it um obviously you can't show too much details so or else you end up showing how much uh, money he's earning per week but yeah the um the guys have definitely done done wonders this year and um long may it continue alongside the, the signings as well.
2: Still uh, still, lots more to go. Um, any final comments from anybody and then I think we'll wrap this up. We've been, what, an hour and 15
9: minutes, probably quite a while. Can I just say quickly, don't, don't diss the Josh Tymon video,
7: that was iconic. Let, let's all be real, <laughs> that was iconic. Like, come on now.
8: no. 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 <laughs> I will tell you what, if Josh Timer scores as the winning goal that gets us promoted, I'll happily have that announcement video tattooed on me. You've heard it here live. I heard
9: it here first, people. But, like, got to yeah, not, exactly. Got to, to that. Like seriously.
8: Exactly. Yeah, that that's fine. But no, that that video was very very disappointing. <laughs>
9: <laughs> Fair and th- th- it
2: is recorded as well, so you're absolutely going to be ha- handed to that. I mean, who's, who's oh, going right. si- to sign up for a tattoo? Come on, we, we-, we can get some uh, forfeits going here.
3: I've just, I've just forfeits for tattoos
2: In veil vale parts.
3: I've screenshotted speak- his name. Yeah, I've written it down.
2: Well Brilliant. done, mate. Well done. <laughs> right. OK, cool. We've been on for a while. Uh, thanks to everybody who's uh, joined. Much appreciated. Uh, well, if anyone has come into this late and again, we've been on for a while, it will be um, on there by tomorrow evening, all the normal podcast places. Um, and yeah, hope everyone has a, a really good night.
0: Thank you very much, lads. Anytime. See you later, guys. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The
1: TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team.